Behind the Sport episode number 26 on this lovely warm evening here in Western Australia. Brent joins me again. How are you this week? Man, I'm pretty good. Despite getting attacked by the bees out the back, I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> nice big black eye you got there. Yeah, no, they got, I got a good good zap. But uh, no, I'm pretty good, man. The, oh, man, what beautiful weather we had. The weekend was beautiful. Yeah. It's looking beautiful coming forward. We Yeah, turn it on. I actually spent a weekend away from motorsport, which was different. Lies. No, I did. I, do. I bet you still bumped into someone you know from motorsport or purchased something from someone <laughs> to do with motorsport. <laughs> yeah, I did actually. I bumped into uh, Ash from... Um... Where is Ash from? Ash Barnett. He's he's yeah. from lots of things. He's a, a, a solid IP driver. He's building a wicked uh, IP slash sports sedan slash streetcar Mustang, whatever you want to take on. It's going to be an IP car, but, man, it's a sports sedan. It's a beautifully built car. It's... it's 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 incredible. Um, I think it should be a sports sedan on slicks, but that's my opinion. Ash is a, is a hardcore IP fanatic, so it'll be an improved production car. Um, and he's done a bit of sprint car racing as well. So yes, just an all-round peddler. Yeah, and he's typically at every cafe on the weekend with one of his, with his um, Doverman in his sidecar. So <laughs> you'll typically see him on uh, uh, Ryder Riley, I think it is, is the uh, Instagram handle for his dog. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. The more you know. The more I know. The more I <laughs> yeah. know. All I know is that he was dancing up a storm at uh, the Parkerville Tavern on uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it definitely was Ash then. Grief for the band in a good way, but um, yeah, I was like, cool, he can dance and I can just sit here and uh, enjoy a, actually, I think I only had one beer up there, but because uh, I was driving, very responsible of me. So yeah, anyway, um, this week we're still in drift mode. Uh, we have got Jamie Worrell joining us. Um, he was at Power Cruise doing drift demonstrations a couple of weeks ago. He was definitely driving at Driftability last year, um, and he's doing that all over again this year. And he's going to join us next for a bit of a chat about himself and driftability. Thanks for joining us, uh, Jamie. How are you doing tonight? Doing well. Um, had a bit of technical dramas just then, but um, we're back to it. <laughs> yeah, I heard, um, I heard your uh, Apple technician and... In true true to form, like apples suck, and uh, <laughs> I don't think the text can finish him half the time. But yeah, well, um, I decided. I thought, you know what? Just to save my computer from doing anything dumb, I'll just do a quick restart before I enter the into the meeting. <laughs> and it was like, oh, by the way, you're doing an update, whether you like it or not. So yeah, it uh, blew out a sh- blew out a schedule. So on That's my right. phone. <laughs> Look, um, actually, I, pro- I forgot to put the disclaimer on that. Um, Apple, please don't sue me for saying that your product. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have a long list of people. I'm going to have uh, go karts, starting centers, yeah, um, Logitech last week, <laughs> this week. See where we end up. <laughs> anyway, um, all about you today and a bit about disability. Yep. Sure. Um, tell us, how did you get started into motorsport? Oh, um, well, I wouldn't say motorsport in a sense. Like I, my dad's brought up with Speedway. So I used to always go and watch him do um, Speedway at um, Claremont. And um, that was pretty much it, actually. Claremont Speedway when he was uh, racing. Um, and I always had something in my blood for, for motorsport and it was one of the events where ADGP come to Barbagello, or, I mean, Wanneroo Raceway. And um, they pretty much put on the biggest show. And I was like, I want to do this, whether it yeah, happens or not. I, so I think a couple of weeks later, I bought a Skyline. And, um, <laughs> and then 
on the first day, uh, sorry, the second day after I bought my Skyline, there was a drift rack on and I decided to blow all my money on licenses and memberships to go out and uh, do some skids in it so I didn't kill myself on the road. Yeah, right. Um, and that started your long-time addiction with buying cars and selling cars, I believe. Um, buying and selling cars. I actually think I had probably about six cars before my Skyline. can't imagine no, four. Four cars before my skyline, so it's all right. Okay. <laughs> so that so it started earlier than drifting. <laughs> oh dear. So um, yeah, the um, so after that little outing, how did you go with that that outing? Uh, the first event was good. I actually had Adam Monk as one of my trainers um, on the noob pad up the back there um, that night, and. Um, it was it was good. I thought the car handled well. I did the figure eight what I needed to do, um, but I still needed obviously a lot to learn. Um, and yeah, it just kept on coming back because they had grading systems back then. You had you had training and then you had C grade, B grade, A grade. Um, back when I started about eight years ago, way back way back when was that when the new pad used to be the other side of short course. On the yep. way down, is it down the valley? Yeah, okay. Yeah, the old pits they re- they call it. Yeah, yeah, the pits used to be up the top there at Wanneroo many many years ago. Mm. Back when you used to have to get in the bus and broom off turn four. <laughs> oh <afterwards>. yes. <laughs> if you come off track, you had to pick up a broom and sweep. <laughs> Those I good old days. Nowadays, they should uh, say if you come off track, you need to sweep and pick up cones if you've knocked them over. Oh, now you just pay 20 bucks, and... 20 bucks extra, and it's all done for you. Yeah. <laughs> the kids these days just don't know the battles we went through. <laughs> yep. All right, old man Brent, put away your walking stick. So, um, when did, when about did you decide to get into competition drifting? Um, it was probably because oh, it, was, it was like 2012 that I started i think it might have been the end of 2012 um where i asked a few people like um danny friend so to say i asked him I was like oh did you were you allowed to enter the comp because he had only pretty much just started as well he's like oh anyone can enter a comp and i was like oh i didn't realize i thought you had to like prove that you can drive before you get allowed to enter a comp so i think at the end of that year i did or towards the end of that year i did a uh, wa drift round which um i somehow qualify i think i still qualified in street class but i battled chong pappas who um haven't seen in a long time and um it was because the skyline was still a street car at the time it uh scared the absolute daylights out of me having someone screaming on my door um and I ended up actually exiting stage right off the track because i didn't want him to hit me but i didn't i didn't think he was going to hit me he just it was just that noisy right next to me i just got scared <laughs> <laughs> which uh whereabouts did you come off track up there at one of you the eight race yep yep okay. yeah yeah wow like one of the worst possible corners probably to come off back then they didn't have that retaining wall separating okay. turn seven so it was actually quite okay to go off that <laughs> <laughs> okay. wasn't too bad <laughs> um so you basically spent, you know, probably about five, six years competing in that. And uh, fast forward to 2019 and you became the Drift West 2019 champion. Yep. What was that championship like? Like, I remember we, we spoke about this a while ago and, you know. Yeah. Had a few certain words for it, but, um, you know. How, how Look, was it was... It was a challenge. Um, there were a few things that my car was doing that I didn't want it to do. Um, round three, we lifted the head and um, ended up spraying pretty much anyone that we battled in the top eight with uh, coolant because it was getting hot. Um, I was blowing all the coolant out the side and out the spray can. So I think I sprayed Richard and everyone else with uh, green coolant. Um, but we managed to troop that on and... Um, replaced the head gasket before round four and the car ran flawlessly for round four. Um, but yeah, no, the championship was actually really good. Um, the car was relatively really good on tires and there were a lot of good drivers that I had to line up against. Um, 
unfortunately didn't actually get any podiums that season. Um, but due to the way that the points accumulate for all the battles, I was um, the most consistent over the whole year and managed to get all the points to be able to take a win for the season. Yeah, nice. Cool. Was that your um, that was your first championship, I believe? Correct. That's my first and only championship. First and only. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not, not getting a yeah, not getting a podium. Does that make you want to come back and and knock it out the park for twenty one? Obviously, twenty sort of not happened. Yeah, obviously, twenty things uh, got um, swept under the carpet pretty big time. But um, yeah, definitely want to come back and. Um, give give the podium a go like I, I need to get back up there um i was looking so good for drift masters um uh, the the weekend after round four but uh in practice the motor went bang so i mean I'm, i've always been thirsty for a podium and it's been it's it's been a challenge to get there um yeah something always goes wrong within the top eight or the top four <laughs> for me speaking of drift masters that was that the bend in um in, yes. In Adelaide. Yep, South Australia, Taylor Bend. And that was was did they run that on the go kart track? Uh, yeah, that is the go kart track. Yeah. Okay. How was that that track? Awesome. I for the three laps that I got to drive it, it was one of the most awesome tracks. I couldn't understand why everyone was dropping wheels, but uh, it was it was a very very fast track but then you had to slow right down before a big hairpin and it got really technical after that um but the entry is just nuts you literally throw it into a corner top of third and stay pinned the whole way through third for a good five seconds the whole way it's unlike barbagallo where you have to like slow down the car before getting on power you have to power through the corner and um i think that probably was the cause to um my issues but um yeah, no, it's an incredible track. I really want to go back and actually um, drive it properly and actually battle on it because I didn't even get to do battles. It was just solo runs. Yeah. The um, recent Power Cruise event, you were one of the uh, people running, running around organising drifters for, to get out <laughs> and do the demo. Yeah. Yeah, how do you go about picking those people? Like, do you just go, yeah, let's get all the mates to do it, or do you actually go through and go, okay, cool, these ones are going to actually be the people that will give a good show? So with everything going on this year, it's um, it's dropped a lot of people off the radar. Um, there hasn't really been a championship, so to say. Um, but in previous years for the um, Power Cruise demos, we used to give the top 10 of the championship priority so they got first pick if they wanted to come and do the demos because it was sort of like cool you guys did top 10 you guys can drive um and then from that whoever um is outside that top 10 we just look look can you drive did you like you may not have entered a championship but can you still drive are you a good driver are you a good bloke you know you're not going to mess me around not going to mess whoever's running the show around um you you know we're we're a demo crew we don't want to um yeah, stuff up. We don't want to look like amateurs. We're there to put on a show for the crowd. And um, yeah, basically whoever's really got a good, a nice looking car and yeah. whoever can perform. Yeah, nice. I mean, this year there was no uh, you know, V8 race shenanigans with people going off and spraying dirt on everyone else and like last <laughs> year. And um, I think Michelana dropped, dropped oil most of uh, the main straight into turn one last year as well. So yeah, that was pretty much the start of the drift comp as well. So that took a long time to clean up. I think that everyone only got like, well, half half the people got one lap out before that happened. So that made a mess, but um, that wasn't part of our demos. So that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think maybe uh, that, that little oil incident this year with that, that uh, VL dropping oil all the way from turn one through to up through the S's was a bit of revenge for last year for the drifters taking away a bit of time. (laughs) Oh, you know, every, everything happens on a racetrack, you know, things, things go wrong, but that was, that didn't really bother us. I think there was actually one stage where my back wheels just followed that line perfectly in one of the demos and it freaked me out a lot. It also freaked Mitch out who was chasing me because he was like, I don't know what I, I don't know what Jamie's going to do as soon as he hits this oil slick, like what's going to happen. So it's, uh, I think you got a photo of us pretty much like 
side by side, not really tandem. It's like his nose to nose on my nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's an odd it was picture, a but place, that one. Was like, yeah, it was a little over the place, but someone else behind you. Yeah, like you're in sort of like an arrow formation. Yeah. Like <laughs> back and yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, I was, when I looked at the photo, I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Holy hell, what the fuck are they, what the hell are those guys doing? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That explains it. That explains it a lot. Um, now, Driftability is the next, I guess, big event. Um, uh, I know Matt series on, but um, in terms of, I guess, what we're going to talk about is Driftability. And last year, you were one of the drivers in that. Um, and we heard from uh, Jimmy last week, you know, obviously there's like a massive... Mm. You know, financial and time investment that goes into giving you know these people the ride of their life yeah um, how was it for you in terms of like being in the car and you know were you a bit apprehensive having you know like obviously various levels of you know disabilities and functioning with people in the cars like you know how, how did you go like how did you feel with that sort of thing so I've done it a few years in a row now like the last two years I've done it um in my skyline. Um, so the first year that I did it, it was, it was a little bit like you go pretty easy to start off with just to see how they react and how they, how they go. Um, yeah. Asking, you know, have you, are you into, you know, um, like exciting, thrilling things? Do you like scary rides or, and um, they're like, Oh, can you please just take it easy on the first lap? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So sometimes we just drive the first lap under grip a little bit faster than normal, just to see if they're good. And if they give the thumbs up and say, happy to go, we um, yeah, belt it. But um, I think once everyone gets that first run in they they're like, I want more, I want more, like keep, keep giving us um, something extreme, you know, and um, last year, especially I had one, one kid that uh, loved coming out, just absolutely was so excited about the car. I put the car through so much abuse just to give him a ride of his life. Um, and yeah, there was not, there was a lot less people last year than what I believe is lined up for this year. Yeah. Um, so there was a fair bit of time spare. So he came out more times than usually allocated and he loved it. So yeah, the, he was the, uh, he was a lovely kid with the, he was a blue and white. Yeah. 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 Jumped out of your car and I've got that video of him jumping out of your car and, <laughs> you know, like giving you a big hug and, yeah. you know, the, you know the, he, and he all day, like every time I saw him, he kept coming up to me, you know, and saying, <laughs> Jamie's car, Jamie's car. I love Jamie's car. I want Jamie's car. I want to be in there again. I'll go back down, dude. And, and he run off and then next thing you see him hanging out, you know, like you see his head yeah. out the side of the window and off he went. So, <laughs> um yeah, yeah, must it's must fun. be cool to have a you know, bit of a bit of a fan. So, do you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> do you know if he's coming back this year? I have no idea. That's the committee; they <laughs> they should know. <laughs> uh, I reckon. I reckon he'd be hard to keep away that kid. The, yeah. um, <laughs> so, with with driftability, um, even though Jamie ran out, run us through it last year, like what was your usage of tires and fuel and everything else that goes into that day? Oh, look, there's, there was a lot last year um, because the layout that we had made for driftability last year, we'd, we'd only get like so four to six laps on infield and um, it because it was big, big figure eight and you'd, want to put on a show and try and give them something to like thrill for. Um, yeah, it was about, I think it was about six laps that I'd get to a pair of tires and um, fuel probably about 80 liters worth of fuel over the day. Um, it's probably yeah 10 liters per pair of tires. So definitely was uh, hard on the cars, but wouldn't give it up. <laughs> yeah. The um this year there's uh from the numbers I heard it's about two hundred I think entrants this year, um which is huge because yeah last year was uh uh just over a hundred I believe, so pretty yeah. much double the numbers which is pretty cool and of course 
All the money, yeah, there's fundraising stuff going on leading up to this. You know, Jimmy's got a barbecue at uh, yeah. Auto Pro. Um, you know, various fundraising going on, you know, from Dollar through to, you know, to Jimmy. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, you know, obviously different businesses and that throwing in. Um, the money from this event after, you know, some costs to do with actually setting up the event, pretty much all ends yeah. up with Oh, sorry, it's uh, the ability. Uh, the ability center. Yeah. Just yeah. ability. Boing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know what I was talking about. Um, last year, that donation was uh, seven grand. So, have you guys got a bit of a total in, in mind this year where, you know, I guess the committee and that's maybe set out, hey, unless we want to reach this target? Um, obviously, we want to shoot for more than what we did the year before. Um, as a driver, I'm, I'm just a driver. Um, I haven't been really part of the committee itself. Um, so I'm not too sure on what they're trying to achieve, but, um, I mean, $10,000 square over that, um, for the ability center would be, would be great. You know, um, we've already had some sizable donations, um, from some very generous people, um, already. So, um, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll probably get there. Um, but either way, anything that we get, is um is awesome for them to get equipment and all that. Yep. Now jumping back to yourself, um, you're obviously to go racing. You need a bit of a support team and a support crew. Um, your number one fan and support has that changed since we last spoke? Nah, mum's still me number one. <laughs> um, oh, Richard, you got cut down. Oh, that was that was his, I mean, uh, that was his number one. Lizard's, um, Lizard would be number one, obviously, for the tools. Um, and <laughs> if he's not driving, he's definitely support crew. But um, yeah, nah, mum's still me number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> was that her at Power Cruise? That was her, yes. She yeah. come for two demos and she loved it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Thrill seeker mum she is. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked, eh? Especially on main track, fast speed, 140k an hour entries and up on other cars' doors, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, um, you know, being, being able to take, you know, your mum, your number one supporter out, yeah, do you think doing these sort of events actually, uh, yeah, helps you to do that or you know in terms of you know like the power crew stuff where i guess normal competition you wouldn't be able to do the whole track with a passenger yeah um yeah do you think it's important to be able to do those sort of things absolutely there's i feel as if now i'm more into the taking passengers giving them a thrill like i was driving there was an event that I was driving not too long ago and I was just like, I can't take passengers at this because my cage isn't approved or, or maybe it was the BMW and I didn't have a cage in it. And I was just like, yeah, cool. I can cut laps by myself, but it gets really boring after a while. Um, I'm a, sounds pretty pathetic to say it gets boring, but it kind of does. You just do the same thing over and again and you're like, okay, well, unless I'm battling someone by myself in the car, then that's fun. But if you're just doing laps solo, um, there's no point unless you've got somebody else in the car, really. It just gives them an experience. You can laugh and carry on and all that. Yeah. Well, um, it's a lay your time because you're now getting handed over to Brent. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um brent brent has been told to behave so uh yes brent behave please brent behave um <laughs> oh man i've got so many nerdy questions and because yeah, you know jamie's cool. clearly a single bloke he, he's got lots of time to tell me all these things about race cars <laughs> <laughs> um yeah on that note give yourself um, a hole Boris the Potato Head. Off you go. Boris the Potato Head. Yeah. G'day, um, Boris. What's going on, champ? No, so like, um, yeah, cool to talk to you. Like, and it's a bit of a change from the normal setup. And I kind of like talking to, to local people because people, you know, we talked about Jimmy last week and, and people don't realize how much work it takes to, to get a car on a track or some of the differences between the different um different categories different uh motorsports in general you know off-road on-road um speedway 
drifting, whatever. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the traditionists just don't have an appreciation for drifting. I was always a circuit guy. I got into drifting, back to circuit, back and forth. I do just behind anything to be in the seat, really. Um, though the last year has been a bit of a challenge. I just haven't had uh, felt like I spent more time building than I have driving, which really bloody sucks. But um, hopefully that will change soon. But, yeah, um, getting into that, you've had more cars than I think <laughs> I've had underwear. Um, and being a dad, you get a lot of underwear, so you know that's a lot of cars. It really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've you've had everything from you know stock setups, stock with lock space, you know, because you've been eight years drifting, you know, so yes. it's almost back to the glory days. Um, so you've had everything oh. from stock setups through to the cut and shut, the GK Tech stuff through to Wise Fab, the whole works and jerks. And, and your and your words, can you sort of explain the difference between that? And, you know, for for those that are in the sport, no, it's not just more lock, the more aggressive you get, you know, because yeah. obviously the GK Tech stuff's got wild amounts of lock, but that's really different to the Wisefab feel. Um, I've, been, I've driven a few, but nowhere near like, like as much as you have been behind drifting. So, yeah, what are your take on it all? Where do I start, G? Um, well, when I started, I had my 33 four-door with stock lock. Um, I think all that had was just slip in rack spaces and ground down bump stops. And um, to me, that was enough lock for three years or so. Um, I didn't see the need to actually go more because the car did what it needed to do, being a long wheelbase and all that actually handled really well. Um, then I moved on to my first ever lock setup, which was actually a SIL 80 with an SR22 and GK Tech roll center adapters. Um, and they were a world of difference compared to the cut and shut, like, sorry, the stock setup. It was just insane how much lock I could pull with that setup. So from there, I didn't really like the SR as much. Actually, no, I went to, I went to was a, the, purple R30, one? the purple one. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then when did you have the blue 32 was it before that or after that was that? next that was after oh, okay. the blue so the blue the purple 30 the purple c lady and then i went to the r32 the blue 32 which had stock lock again with rack spaces and again that was enough for um pretty much anything i think i i did d1wa championship in that as my rookie year for d1wa um, and that was fine. I, I felt like I was like, all right, it's time to get more lock. When on my last event, I was going through Collie main track, um, bouncing off bump stops three or four times through the first corner and then three or three times on the second corner. I was like, yeah, I've got no more lock. I can't be any more wild than this. Otherwise, I'd spin. So I was like, uh, it's time for lock. So I put cut and shuts in the, um, in the sedan and that was just crazy. Um, then yeah i got an r34 uh keithy Yearboys old one jpc's 34 it didn't come with any lock kit um which really surprised me but i ended up getting a full gk tech front end for that so lower control arms and knuckles um that car was really good to handle with the gk tech it did take a long time to set up because of different um ackerman and um camber changes and caster changes and all that um and i didn't get it right until i actually changed my camber arms at the top because the double wishbone um and i finally got it dialed and it was um it was on point so um then from there i bought floppy's s15 that uh, had wisefab in it and that was pretty much be all and end all, you know, there's no reason people really pull WiseFab out um, to get it. Um, oh. Sorry. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> I just had a notification bubble on my screen. I was like, go away, but it didn't. It opened it. Um, <laughs> thanks, Probably Shane. Everyone will be messaging saying bag, bag him out. <laughs> um, yeah. So, the Wisefab was awesome. I pulled it out because I blew the motor in the 15 in um, Adelaide. So I put it in the S14 and pretty much ran it with that. Um, so I probably wouldn't have pulled it out the 15 if the 15 was still going because the Wisefab is awesome. It's just got a really good feel to it. Um, yes, it has heaps more lock. No, it doesn't make you a better driver. You have to still know how to use that lock. Um, and lots of people set it up to be really lazy so the car doesn't transition with a pop so to say doesn't actually snap to transitions but 
having driven cut and shut and all the other knuckles, it, it kind of helped to drive Wisefab to have it fairly snappy. Um, but yeah, back to cut and shuts now and loving it. Cool. So the, the S15's actually got cut and shut back in it now. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, so you, you sort of mentioned it briefly there. Um, Ackerman, um, to me and in, in my experience, that's one of the things that makes or breaks the way a car feels. I like, you know, there's a lot of guys that swear by the Zero Ackerman, that doughy front end, really have to whip it and catch it sort of feel. Um, whereas I like to have a little bit of feedback. I don't like that vagueness which you know like the zero ackerman knuckles sort of those old measurable ones sort of used to give um oh, in your own words yeah sort of tell us about ackerman how it affects the drifting circuit guys have their sort of uh, yeah. Yeah. take on it um but yeah ackerman in my opinion comes down to a lot more to do with caster so the vagueness that you feel i believe would be caster um adjustment more than ackerman um because i've got in my s then i've got really low caster and higher ackerman um and that felt really feels really good it feels very twitchy um i feel as if you have higher caster that's when you get the less response in the steering wheel rather than ackerman i don't think the ackerman is the be all and end all um because caster in my r34 as well i had to change that from wild eight degree eight degrees of caster to four and a half just to see what it'd do and the seven degrees felt horrible on turn in but it was really snappy through transitions whereas the acumen hasn't changed on that so much whereas putting it back to four and a half it felt nice and responsive it just needed a little bit of turning the wheel while to get it around like assistance in spinning the counter steer yeah well Cool. See, that's why it's awesome to, to talk to you because everyone has different views. Like I I personally run wild amounts of caster, even in the circuit car, like the 32, I still run the rack yep. move forward. Um, I mean, I'm running like nine, nine and a bit. So Yeah, like, pull that pull that down and the um, I feel as if it would handle, like in drifting yeah. terms, um, it would handle a little bit more responsive, I think. Yeah, so like it, but with the 32 now, like I used to run that much drifting, but now with, I don't have any knuckles or anything now and just smaller LCAs, still what, a bit yeah. more camber, but it, uh, it turns in on a dime. Yeah, like so the yeah. lower caster, better turn in, yeah. Yeah. So it's no, not it's... the Ackerman. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, feel, well, I feel, yeah. I could be wrong scientifically, but that's that's in my experience and my... Yeah, it's, well, it's cool to cool to talk about. Like, and, and I could be way off the money, and someone's probably going to bag us out or bag yeah. me out or one of us out. It's fucking into yeah. the world. I don't care. Um, but like, I just remember thirty two with the zero Ackerman back in the day. The zero Ackerman yeah. mission one. Like, this is my coupe. Um, yeah. You know when we used to do collie backwards, and you used to get that. Uh, yeah. You know, we used to do that back. You used to like the first initiation. You used to like you'd be understeering before you'd realise you're understeering in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I changed to the JDI knuckles and it was a completely different car to drive. Same alignment yeah. spec and then yeah. it just became alive. And then I ran those for ages and I still think that's, that was the best feeling car after that. But then, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much different stuff out there. And then what you said about the, the Wisefab, one thing I really like is uh, the Wisefab drivers that still drive like they're in a – 180 horsepower car with no lock and they drive the crap out of like greaves is a, is a good example of that man he, yeah. he is like transitions like a just a madman it's so cool to see um monk when he's in full send mode does it as well you know like it yeah. doesn't matter that that car could be completely different it's just yeah so that's cool um that's uh yeah that's really cool um Obviously, uh, you do a little bit of circuit racing as well, or you do the time trials as well, and you're pretty quick there. Um, do you think you'll change codes at any time soon, or, or drifting's where it's at for you for now? Um, I really do want to... Uh, I don't know about actual racing racing. Um, there's a fair bit more costs involved in that, unless I do give drifting a break for a little bit. Um, I know you might think my car's fast enough for circuit racing, but to be honest, it's only able to put down two laps in a row at that pace um but it's 
it, it, it would be something I'd like to do maybe when I'm a little bit older. Um, but at the moment, drifting still where it's at. Um, I'm not going to give up on the whole idea. It's um, stupid good fun um, going really fast and hoping that your brakes actually pull you up rather than hoping that tires grip up and slide and you slow down before a corner. But you're doing a lot faster when you're um, doing circuits racing and grip racing around the track. And there's a lot more corners you've got to be a bit ballsier on so i know that i'm still being a little bit of a a girl when i'm driving my skyline around the track at full pace because i know there's so many places that i can improve on but it just kind of i just don't have that trust relationship of uh, a drift car being able to glue my glue itself around a corner when i'm used to taking it sideways <laughs> yeah no fair that's cool. Um, like I said, I think you're pretty for- quick. And, you know, sort of the category, again, the category that you or I would fit into, you know, that sort of streetcar um, racing association of WA, um, it sort of, you know, that, that in-between sports sedan and, and IP category. Um, yep. Your car's plenty fast enough. It's, you know, it's um, it's I like door-to-door because I like racing other cars. Um, I think that's that you learn so much. But... Yeah, it is a massive step up and a massive commitment, and and I don't like being underprepared for that. And I think most people feel the same way. Yeah. And the the category's been it's sort of been sad that there's been a lot of cars missing off the grid in the last sort of two three years because there was a lot of there's like three other S13s. There's Robo Z. He's been out a couple of times, but not yeah. overly consistent. There's a there's a good gaggle of cars around that sort of 63 64 second mark. Which yeah, which if you've got a car that'll do a flyer like yours in a 62, means you race pace, you know, 10 laps, you can stick at that 63 and, and still fight, you know? Mm. So um, that, that's my take on it. But yeah, anyway, yeah. We'll, we'll figure it all out. Where, in that case, where do you see drift heading in five years then? Oof, five years. Um, you know, where you I'm hoping, still- yeah, I'm, well, obviously, I'm hoping that um, it's still, um, it's still around. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be because, um, like the next event Matt series actually just sold out and 80 drivers, I think 80, 70, 80 drivers. Um, so it's still definitely a massive driver base here in Perth. Um, whereas comps, there seem to be a lot less, like there's a lot less people entering comps and there are fun events. Um, and I think mainly due to that is track time. Um, the, the fun events you can take passengers, like you said, um, but all these people that are doing the fun events now, they'll eventually get to the point where they want to be, you know, classed or where do they stack up to the rest of the people in WA? Um, Cause that's how I felt when I started driving. I was just like, Oh, I just want to do fun events. And I was like, Oh, well, where do I stack up? Um, and that's when you, if you, if you do one comp and that you pretty much just keep wanting to do comps because you just want to keep doing better than what you did last time. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, and you know, like, Drifting sort of weird because it's like you got the guys that are ultra competitive. Like I, I've never, uh, I like dry, I like drift driving. It is fun, but I like, mm. and, and I get the guys that want to do that for their own passion and to excel and feel like they're improving. But I, I've always wanted to do comps. Uh, like me, it's just I want to see, and most of the time I've completely sucked. And it's more <laughs> just want to see how you stack up uh, and to drive against something like that initial drag race into that first entry. Just always what does it for me. Yeah, so, it's yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. I don't know. We're, we're kind of lucky. We've sort of survived and got through the whole missile crisis. People have figured <laughs> that out. That's not really a thing. Um, and more just the whole seat time thing and people getting better at driving. And you've seen that, like that that battle fest. Judging that, that mm. it's probably some of the best driving we've seen in a long time. Everyone came out pretty good. You yeah. Know? So, and considering we've had a bit of a hiatus from actual comps, it's it was kind of cool to see. Um, so what do you think it's going to take to get drifting a little bit more mainstream here? Like WA um, is kind of weird because we're a bit remote. We don't is. have events every week, but we do have a shitload of events saying that. I couldn't, shouldn't really. That's not a yeah, no, we, we do yeah. have a lot of events, um, which also spreads the drivers pretty thin. Um, so if, say we've got a, a, a driver base of 100 people, um, you split that over however many events, you know, if people can't do three events a month. They're going to choose which ones they want to do and who they want to hang out with, what their mates are entering and, you know, what's the best cost um, beneficial to them. Um, how to keep it sustainable. Main, I think it's starting to get sustainable. It's, it's, it's getting 
better now with uh, the passenger ruling, um, being able to take passengers on lower speed circuits with um, factory side intrusion doors. Um, that helps a lot. Um, because bringing more people as passengers, you know, that, that brings people more passion, you know, somebody else might come for a lap and be like, this is the sickest thing ever. <laughs> Jimmy, um, he come out to one of the drift schools and had a blast driving one of the cars. And he's now, he's now one of the drivers and helpers, you know, he's so deep in the sport. Um, so just, just by giving people the experience will open up more doors to everyone else. Hundred percent. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do do agree there. It's um, yeah. I think we. I don't know how to bridge the gap between the, the mainstream motorsport and drifting. You know, I, I talked to Greaves about this a little while ago. I think it's going to take a whole another generation to come through because you got like mm. the guys my age and Adam's age and Greaves's age and a few of the you know like Dave and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you got the guys your age sort of just coming into it now, and then naturally your group of guys that you know sort of been in the sport for eight five eight years now um you'll lose a bit of that as they go through kids and buying houses and, and that <laughs> sort of stuff before you can come back heavy again yeah so i think it's going to take another generation before it's sort of cemented as a motorsport um yeah exactly but yeah and then the thing is how to you know like i don't know how to get it drifting has um tends to have better prize money than circuit racing uh <laughs> tends to have a lot more passion in some of the organization uh, and it could be because it's mostly drivers it's not so heavily regulated yet as some of the categories yeah. are um, but then it's how do you get it more appealing to get more more spectators along like circuit racing just it, it's hard because it's such big events and then Speedway sort of got that that methodology and, and jet sprints have got it sewn up that afternoon yeah. session even though the day goes long when you're talking about your heats and your motor starts and all that sort of stuff, but that four hour show and they, and they sell it as a show and it's already always been called a show. Uh, I don't know yes. how to get that to, to drifting and take away from the, turn the comp into a show or whatever and take it away from just a, a practice night come watch with no real context. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So, well, I've been to a few Speedway events and like recently I've, well, last year when Speedway was on, um, went to one of the things and it is it is a massive show. Like Speedway, they can put on such a good event uh, where there's constantly something happening. There's there's no dead time on the track. It's it's yeah. There's something going on. There's cars on the track. There's different classes of cars. There's different types of driving and you're close. You're not like, you're not sitting on the fence um, 20 meters off the track. You're pretty much sitting on the fence five meters from the track. You can see what you're doing and all, all the rest, you know, it's it, speedway is a good show. It's hard to do that with drifting because the size comparison, um, I feel as if drifting because it's such a big, more spread out area, it's, it's a bit hard. Um, and because the, the natural, the nature of drifting itself, having two cars run tandem, it's only two cars, you know, it's not like you can really have competitions with six groups of four trains, you know, like it just, it's the nature so of drifting. Six groups well, of it trains. is. <laughs> That'd make yeah. the top eight, top uh, two, two real quick. Yeah, top top sixteen. We've got uh, four groups of four. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 guys go in a group of four, and if you can string together and not crash, then you go through to the next round. <laughs> Vice versa. But um, yeah, no, it's it's a different it's a different animal, really. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's kind of hard. I think it's got the right recipe to be able to be sold as a show. It's just figuring that out. Like the turn seven layout of Barb's with McCracken House there, I think it's the closest you're going to get to being able to figure it out. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, on that show, can I just there was there was a party that was going to be creating a massive show for the infield if there was going to be another series this year, but because of what happened. Um, that, that kind of got canned. But if there was a season this year on the infield with one of the clubs, it would have been pretty well a show, like a really good show. Um, but I don't want to leak anything on here. Um, but, yeah, if, if there is another infield event at Why night. Why don't you want to leak something? Because it's not me. It's not world, for world me. Time, it's something world, I've been told. World, world time attack. 
told us that he was going to get the circuit lit to do World Time Attack next year. That was Ian. So come on, give us some coffee. No. I can't say it. No, no, no. It's it, okay. It's it's just to put a show on the infield, like give it some more WWE sort of entertainment with, um, just entertainment. That's it. Like add more show to the show. Motocross bikes jumping the infield. Damn straight. Let's do it. <laughs> nah. Where's the MX cool. guys? Um. <laughs> Well, we've got heaps of washed up MX dudes, so yeah, can't be that hard. Flopping They're washed up, mate. <laughs> Flopping and build a couple of jumps for us. Yeah. Um, so back to you. Have you got, and I ask everyone this one, have you got any weird superstitions that you, like before you go comp, you have to do this, have to um, text Sarah, have to um, <laughs> give Richard a hug, you know, like you got anything weird like that? Um, I don't have any main superstitions. If I did, um, I'd know them off the top of my head. Um, but no, I don't, I don't really, I just, um, try not to jinx myself. I've got, you've got lag. Have I got lag? Uh, you got better now. You went back to 228. There he is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So no, no superstitions. All right, cool. Um, will and this is a fan fan submitted question. Will the cut and shut setup stay in the fifteen, or will you uh, put something better in there for state level comp? Um, I'm I'm going to give the cut and shuts a good go. Um, I'm not saying they'll stay in there forever because Wise Fab would be great to go back in it just so I feel at home again. Um, but yeah, the the cut and shuts have great. Great geometry and great lock. Um, there's just a bit of tweaking that I need to do, I think, to maybe get them right. But um, I, I, I really would like Wise back in it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, and what's what's your most memorable or favourite battle to date and why? Another Graves. Position. Versing Brendan Greaves in Collie and I was in my SR R32, the coupe, the blue coupe and reverse layout uh, no 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 it was stadium stadium track and it was um far out this was probably 2016 i think um he was in his ls180 and um i was basically dave and he was goliath being brendan greaves (laughs) and me being in my rookie season um i ended up taking him to a one more time and just the cheer from the crowd from the grandstand was one of the most memorable things. I don't think I've ever experienced the same cheer before and um, ended up, he turned it up a little bit too much on the chase and threw it away. But um, yeah, ended up getting the win for that. And that was probably one of my most memorable things, having being able to take Brendan to a rerun and then actually winning it. So Yeah, that's wicked, man. That, that's, a, that's a pretty good one. And it's cool. Tra- I missed the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, um, it was more the crowd reaction. More like the battle was okay. Like it was one of my best, but uh, the crowd reaction was one of the most unforgettable things. Oh, that's wicked! And uh, last question for me. Speaking of the uh, Bermuda Triangle, uh, what are you taking to Matsuri this year? Because uh, you, you're pretty much a, <laughs> a staple intern at Matsuri. Um, yeah, I'm taking the S15. Um, yeah, just done. because. <laughs> What's this? Dud. Oh, man. Dud. <laughs> Why is it dud? Rip. Huh? Rest in peace, is 15. No, 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 no. Um, only reason being is because good old Lizard, um, he's going to his first and only Matsuri. He Has reckons. He's never been before. He's never done a Matsuri. So I was like, well, I'm not taking the Beamer to a Matsuri that you've never been before because we want to have tandems and, you know, all that stuff. Because we always say we're going to have tandems and. Kind of doesn't really work out. So it should work out right. Let's hope. And um, yeah, just just want ideal battle cars to go and have some fun. And I mean, Sarah's coming as well in a 32. So we're going to have the RB Army, RB Hyperdrive Army going along. (laughs) Yeah, no, that'd be good. And and Richard being a good, sensible, married man who's about to become a father, probably a good blowout for him as well, you know? Exactly. So it didn't. I want it to be a part of that. 
<laughs> and also the fact that the um the S15 has now got a cage, which I still need to go get a D1 log booked, but uh, I can take passengers. And yeah, like I was saying earlier, passengers are very important. Yeah, and Lappy did a really good job of that cage and the car came out really good. Looks awesome. Yeah, stoked with his work, hey. What an animal. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that's, that's enough from me. Um, talked about some nerdy stuff around the front ends and, and different theories. Um, and and that's, I think that's one of the cool things about Drift. Everyone likes the way something feels differently. Um, mm. talk about the future um, and uh, yeah it's just be, be good to be a single man and have all that time to spend on these cars uh, I wouldn't say I'm single mate but <laughs> <laughs> but I've got some time now that yeah. I've uh, got the space so no, it's good, man. It, it's cool. It's cool to talk to you. It's cool to give you shit. Like we all, we all, we all bag you <laughs> out big time. But you're one of the, you you're sort of one of the OGs of the sport in WA now. You know, you're you're drifting when I turned up here, and and um, you know, probably been doing it the longest consistently out of everyone. You know, you've you've probably um put some some tiebreakers kids through uni at this at the way you've been going. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It all started out on scrap second handies though. So. Yeah. Always does. Okay. Hi, Shane. Hello. <laughs> You're back. Can't believe you didn't give us I'm thirsty. Time. Yeah, have a drink, mate. Um, <laughs> now, your uh, dr- drifting is generally, I guess, uh, you, know, you don't have teammates as such. Mm. But... If you could have someone there to give you pointers and, you know, to sit in the car and tell you what you're doing wrong, um, drifting or even, you know, doing some laps around the track, if you could have anyone from any era, any motorsport category, who would you want sitting next to you? Oh, man. Um, it's a tough one. I, I should have actually prepared myself for this question. <laughs> I actually love these reactions when we ask this because Cause I know Jimmy punched one straight out and I was like, crikey. Okay. Yeah. Everyone, um, everyone typically does. And uh, some of them have been very, very uh, good. Yeah. No, Nicky Lauder, like you know, what Jimmy said, he, that's good on him, but I don't actually know Nicky Lauder as a formula one's perspective. Like I don't, I don't know him that great, but um, oh, there's to, to for drifting it'd have to be obviously james dean i mean so cliche um but for circuit racing i really just want andy to jump in my bloody car and give me some pointers <laughs> he knows that track by the back of his hand oh uh, yeah that'd, that'd be andy stevens from uh yeah andrew Rowan. stevens hyperdrive yeah. yeah and he'd just tell you it's about just golf. for our listeners that don't know andy that's all <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> No one's sick of me giving him shit every week. Local um, unsung hero. <laughs> Andy is one of those annoying guys that can drive around <laughs> any problem as well. So he'd probably be like, yeah, no, the car's sort of okay. Just go faster. And so, mm-hmm. like, no, like, give me something else. So no, yeah, go faster. Was... It's like, I'm, come on, man. He's, he's you know, he's, he's, he's gold like that. Um, yeah, and James Dean, like, just a ripper dude, you know. It's a shame COVID sort of killed everything and, and you know um, – the team there, Worthhouse, is, is sort of um, disbanded for a little bit. But I watched the video he did recently where he got the the old FD going again. Oh, I saw that car had a Jay-Z in it. I didn't realise it had an SR in it. And, you know, all yes. the work he did to that and got that back on the track. That thing's just cool, man. And he's a he's a wild driver. He really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, James Dean for sure. He'd learn a lot. Oh, yeah. Mm. I think... Um... Yeah, Andy's Andy's a madman, like absolute madman. That guy. Yeah, I, like I, he can. He, he almost did a lap record with seventy mil a toe out. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> he was telling you that. Yeah, like <laughs> bonkers. I've, um, I've I've got this project in my head that I want to do, and uh, which is to put twin turbo V eight into my Ford Focus. <laughs> Just, just because. Are I'm you playing. listening to yourself, Shane? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because he's won Lotto and he wants to do that. <laughs> That'd be amazing, and and I'd love to hand it over to someone like Andy and go, okay, cool, let's do this project, and then now do do some laps in this mad car just to 
just something absolutely ridiculous that shouldn't be able to do what it does, but <laughs> it'll probably twist the chassis on turn seven. Yeah, that's okay. As long as you get one lap out of it, like, I don't care. <laughs> turn seven's not one lap. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Yeah, no, I've got this crazy idea for that focus. I just, when it, when it reaches its it. end of life, just turn it to a, um, into a, uh, you know, like a Mark car, like a Mark Ford. Yes. Okay, the they're okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got $500,000. No, they're not that bad. Well, I mean, they're not cheap, but they're not that bad. Here, I'm just about to send you guys and the message, the uh, the interview of Andy. I don't know. I don't know why everyone hates on my focus. Is it? I think is it just jealousy because I like did a love video for it for Valentine's Day? Or... <laughs> um, no, no. We are we are in awe of the the focus. That's that's you know as as a good wrap up piece. Um, you know we really are in awe of how awesome it focuses. And at some stage, um, Shane, the, the message I just sent you next time we bag out Andy, you have to put that in there because this is really uh, this is Andy in every uh, every prize giving speech ever. Yeah, we'll look um, later. <laughs> yeah, look at that later. It's pretty good. I think Jamie oh, might yeah. have seen it before, but uh, yeah. Now Andy is um, as as a local guy, like yeah, yeah. Um, the fact you got to book a car in six months in advance with him just shows how good <laughs> how how good he is and how how um you know out of that little workshop, the the amount of stuff that he turns out, the amount of fast cars that he turns mm-hmm. out of there, like yeah. and everything. You know, he did a, a Ralton there. They did a um uh. A, one of the late model Fords into they do all sorts of cool stuff, you know. It's it's pretty rad. So yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Now um give us a driftability plug so we can uh we can clip it out. So drop drop some details in when it's on. Um facial pain. <laughs> His brain's ticking over now. <laughs> So, is it the 26th of November? <laughs> um, yeah. um yeah, so Driftability, uh, it's on the 26th of November. Can somebody please check that actually? Because <laughs> I'm not on my laptop, I can't switch. Um, I'm sure it's on the 26th because I had to get the time off work. Yes, it's the 26th, Jamie. You're okay, cool. Fine. <laughs> Driftability, 26th of November. Um, we've got 200 entrants. Uh, we've got circuit laps going. We've got drift laps going. Uh, we've got infield drift laps going. Um, there's a lot of other things happening at the same time. Lots to watch, lots to participate in. Um, we've got a heap of drivers. Um, we're bringing heaps of fuel, heaps of tires. We're going to have an absolute blast. It's going to be one Thursday, not to forget. Yeah. And um, the, 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 there's a team of uh, people behind that event. Have I put you on the spot if I ask you who they are? I can quickly rattle them off as much as I can. So we've got uh, Amy Ayres, Chanel. Um, we've got Sarah. Uh, we've got Jackie, Penny, Brent, and Dave O'Halloran. Yeah. I'm probably missing someone, aren't I? Oh, there's, there's tons of people behind it, but, you, you know. Every, the, um, oh, and Jimmy. Yeah. Of course, Jimmy. Duh, Jimmy. Yeah. They're like Jackie, yeah, Penny, Chanel. Yeah. Um, um, Sarah, Amy, Sarah, yeah. Amy. They they are all like you know they're doing all the main running around. They they are the yeah. they are the yeah. the main and grunt behind the OGs. Yep. Fantastic event coming up. Uh, a month and a half away. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Next time you're in action, are you in the Matsuri? I am in Matsuri. Yes. Yep. Yes. What are you taking? Uh, Brent's already asked this on this channel before. Yeah, that's right. I'm asking again because I wasn't paying attention. S15. I was too busy posting <laughs> on Instagram about your mum. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, and just, just for reference, I was just saying like how excited you were to take her out to uh, drifting, that's all. Jamie's mum's awesome. I used to like rock up to Jamie's house all the time to buy spare parts or to raid parts or to sell parts or... Fucking old cars almost. Oh, yeah, your, yep. your four door's my old car. Yeah, yeah. So my, that, my sedan that from is, my mum's driveway. Yeah, so my, that's, <laughs> that sedan was like some crackhead special that Jamie had picked up for spare parts. I'd crashed the coupe and we had to turn the car around within three weeks to take to Darwin for the Invitational. Yeah. That's where the sedan came from. Jamie's mum was probably stoked to have it off the front doorstep because it was pretty much on the doorstep. 
actual on the doorstep. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's not that much room at Jamie's mum's joint. <laughs> he had some stuff stashed there. Like, there's so many cars. Like, it was like, a, it was like Thanks, living Mom. next to a Pakistani Uber driver's family consortium. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've, um, I, now we're going to get sued by them, but, uh, you know, whatever. You're buying a house which has got like an eight-car eight garage or something attached to it. Oh, it's not that big. I can fit <laughs> the two photo, cars comfortably. The photo I saw it had more garage doors than all of mine put together. <laughs> I, I feel as if you got sent the uh, the troll photo. No, it's got it's got enough space for eight cars, but only two in the garage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> your kids will soon fill that up with space. <sighs> yeah, right. All right, so Thanks, Mr. Head's coming out to play, so we're going to end the episode. <laughs> um. Yeah, Driftability, 26th of November. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out Jamie Worrell's Drift page. Worrell? Uh, Worrell? Worrell. That's a Kiwi pronunciation. Yeah, well, shut up. Um, <laughs> hey, look, I think this is the first time I've got a name pronounced wrong in this whole... You don't need to say my name and then gargle. Far out. <laughs> I was just rinsing my mouth out from the crap that bloody after yeah getting transferred from Brent. But uh, anyway, driftability, check it out. Check out Jamie's drift page. I'm not going to mention his last name. He can get stuff now. Um, we'll link up some videos and stuff of him in the description to this episode. Um, Matsuri, Collie, uh, I think that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us. I think Brent was fairly well behaved. He was. Uh, Thanks, Brent. Yeah, well done, Brent. Um, and I dread to know what's going to happen next week because of that. Episode 26, done dusted. Check out our website, behindthesport.net. Uh, some pretty cool stuff going on over there. Ciao.